Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Universe, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is our novice, the man who thinks that Digimon was a cheap rip-off of Pokemon. It's Will. How are you this week, Will? I'm very good, thank you, Sam. I don't know if that's technically true, but when I think about Pokemon and Digimon, Pokemon seems... And this is, I, it's probably just because I've been exposed to Pokemon a lot more than Digimon. But to me, mm-hmm. it, it seems a much bigger world. Like, is there much more to it? Is there much, because there's so many seasons and there's so much there. So many generations. It's ongoing and going and going. Yeah, I guess Pokemon seems that way because it is, it's, it is ongoing. It's like sitting at almost a, over a thousand episodes now. Yeah. And we are still following Ash's journey, whereas Digimon was like, okay, here's 50 episodes of a really tight story. And then you move on to new characters. So it does feel like you're kind of resetting each time. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's my logic. But no, I've got a lot of, I've, I've got a lot of love for uh, Digimon. I, I did enjoy that growing up. And it was at that stage where Pokemon was, just that bit more mainstream, so I felt a bit more niche and a bit more nerdy Ooh, from cool from, fo- from following uh, the other one. Forgotten it already. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for those of you that haven't uh, listened to this podcast before, this is a podcast where we do three of three. We watch the first three episodes of a new anime suggested by Sam um, or a movie or we revisit a series we've watched before. Um, we do what we like here, basically. And we discuss... There are no rules. There are no rules. The only rule is you need to tell a friend about the podcast if you if you haven't already. Um so yeah, we talk about the show, we discuss it, and we decide whether it's good enough to show a noob to get them hooked to be classed as a gateway show and enter the Anniverse. Um, also, uh, this week is the first week we're recording since um, Edward from at the Am I Cancelled podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave our um, gave our podcast a review and a very, very flattering, absolutely interstellar, as Sam would say, uh, <laughs> review. A very stellar review. Yeah, it was it was so nice. We we reached out to him on uh, Twitter. He was doing a call for podcasts. He's a podcast that reviews other podcasts. It seems, and uh, and he does a very good job of it as well. Yeah, it, it's it's really tight, really well put together. Um, and he's he's coming from a genuine place of feedback and uh, trying to help podcasts to improve and we threw our hat into the ring and he gave us a really flattering review so we just wanted to shout out edward and say thank you very much and point anyone listening here over to him that's am i cancelled uh on spotify and buzzsprout and and everywhere you can get podcasts just like us yeah brilliant um so this week we are looking at a show that the name has nothing to do with the premise or the <laughs> characters, and I really hope you're going to explain this at some point. It is the anime Charlotte. I wonder if I actually do know why it's called Charlotte. I'll have to, I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to dredge the uh, the recesses of my memory. But yes, this week we are watching Charlotte. Uh, a 13 episode one course show by studio PA Works, uh, who brought us such shows as Angel Beats and Shirabako, and also the animated sections of the Professor Layton games for the DS. Ah, yes. Uh, and the movie. Yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> it's written by Jun Maeda, known for his prolific work on shows like Angel Beats, Canon, and Air, so visual novels that end up with uh, quite uh, beloved, if quite niche, um, anime adaptations. 
it's an original anime, so there's no manga for it to be based on, uh, but it does have its own uh, spin-off uh, comedy mangas that follow these characters in this world, and an OVA that came out once the series was uh, finished. But tell me, Will, what's uh, happening here? Oh, what's going on in the world of Charlotte's? Okay, so I haven't been as flamboyant with my uh, description here. I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it a little bit because, I, I, without really getting into it, there's it's a very simple premise. It's um, sh- high school students who develop some sort of superpower, a very niche superpower that uh, only works to a certain extent, um, <laughs> and it only develops during adolescence and finishes after you know you lose it after adolescence apparently and yeah. you all these powers are congregating in this school they're recruiting people and trying to get people um to come to this school to keep them safe from scientists and the government and experimentation and uh, yeah. we we follow our main boy you i'm going to go with you because that's what it said in the sub yep. um that's it's you yeah 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 yep and it's you yeah yeah okay cool so you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is our protagonist who is a bit of an asshole and he has the power to possess someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we going with possess? Yep. Possess someone yeah, he for five seconds. Take over their body. Yeah. yeah. Um, to, you know, very hilarious effect. And he gets recruited. It's, it's, it's his perspective throughout this. So he doesn't know about this school. He gets recruited and he learns about all these other characters that have similar, but very different powers, similar setups, as in they have mm. one glaringly powerful, um, skill and one negative consequence of one that power. Big, big drawback. Yeah. Uh, each time. But you know what? I really enjoy the way that the powers are presented in this that uh no power is kind of objectively super good like i really <laughs> enjoy stories where a superpower has a drawback and the character has to work around that drawback to make it function or as it seems to be the case in this show quite a lot just not function yeah. and just happen <laughs> It does remind me a lot of like a Monty Python sketch or a Mitchell and Webb sketch or something like that. It's, it's very much like, let's very abstract, very bizarre. It, it is. And it's, it, it's full of potential, like so much potential here to be like, there's mm. all these powers, but oh no way. It's, it's almost what would you rather have? Would you rather be able to do this, but you have to do this? What, like, um, what's that, what's that game you, you play? I guess it's just, would you rather? It's like, would you rather do this or this? And, but there's a consequence to each. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting concept and yeah, lots of potential. Um, mm. what did we, th- what was the, uh, so, th- so yeah, the, you, our main boy, he, he can possess people, but it's only for five seconds. And when he does so, yep. he falls unconscious wherever he may be and, um, yep. yeah, can't control his own body. Um, yeah, so that gets him into trouble a little bit. What I really like about you is that he is unequivocally a scumbag. He yes. is not trying to hide it at all um, yes, from so- us, the audience, because he has this internal monologue of how he's going to cheat the system and he's going to use his power to copy people's test answers and the amount of effort he puts in to cheat to get to number one versus actually spending that same amount of effort by studying like he goes around to all the cram schools in his local area to find the smartest kids who are going to be on the same high school entrance exam. And he puts on the stupid uh, glasses with the big nose to like <laughs> scout out the places. And it's like, dude, 
at this point, just study. Yeah, 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 to be fair, he is putting in a lot of effort. Yeah, that effort could be better used studying. I didn't think about it like that. Um, not only that, though, he's he's actively going out of his way to mislead people and uh, sort of lure people in. Like the, the like We've got to talk about the van. When he possesses the van driver... Oh my god! And almost, almost oh. kills his love interest in like the first episode. It's insane. Like, it's how is how, how he, he is a terrible, terrible person. He so for those of you that haven't seen the show, he there's this girl that he likes, and he's like, I need to get her attention, and it's not good enough just to be. There's, he, he also says he's he's pretty good looking as well. He's very fortunate. That he's quite good looking. Man. Um, well, and he is quite good, good looking because he looks because he looks like Kirito. Um, <laughs> And mm. <laughs> all, all, land protagonist syndrome, my favourite. Yeah, he's a cross between Kirito and L- Lelouch. And oh yeah, you definitely feel that Lelouch, absolutely maniacal part, he's, don't you? He does the finger thing as well in front of the eye, which yeah, very um, Code Geass. Um, yeah, so he, he basically he's, he's got this love interest. He needs to get her attention, and he sees her on the street with his friend. So very. Very cleverly, he possesses the friend first, runs her down the street so that she's not going to get hurt, which seems weird because if he's confident this is going to work, there should be no, oh, I guess to be fair, he can only save one person. He can't, he can't yeah. he's not good. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> he just it, lets the friend die. He just lets the friend die. So I guess <laughs> he's being, he's being a bit considerate there. Um, he possesses the friend. As considerate is like, uh, there's no consideration there because, <laughs> He takes over the bloody truck driver and just rams the wheel to the right. So the truck yeah. goes straight for this other girl. And then he heroically jumps in the way to like to save her and pull her out of the way. And the truck slams into the wall yeah. and knocks the driver out. Like that alone could have killed the driver. But he's just like, haha, now I have a girlfriend. He, he, he even says, yeah, <laughs> I've pulled. <laughs> like, Damn, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no Fucking. one was none the wiser <laughs> and yeah but he even makes a quote he even says something along the lines of oh god that was a bit close for call but never mind <laughs> it's gone fine everything came out in the wash i i kind of wonder what would have happened if he hadn't if it hadn't gone to plan it, it turns into a like, really dark sort of it's like i don't know some serial killer inside inside the mind he goes into prison and it's just him in <laughs> torment for the next next 11 episodes or whatever um Jesus. yeah that's the twist i want yeah 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 he, he's he's an absolute maniac um that's played off as this comedian you know the, the com there are some comedy moments in there um yeah but it's very very extreme and and like he's he's even when we talk about his home life like what was the relationship between him and his little sister his little sister does all the cooking, all the cleaning, basically yep. looks after him, dotes on him. And he's, she's, she seems like she's about 10. Yep. And they're, they're living alone and he's just, he's ungrateful for the food that he gets cooked. Like there's a recurring joke that all the food in the house uses tomato pizza sauce. Yeah. It all no matter what same. meal it is, whether it's curry or om- omelette rice. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Get a grip. Like do your own cooking boy. Like, yeah. Why are you putting it all on your little sister? She, she only knows how to cook one meal. She's 10. What do you do expect her to do? She's not going to be whipping mm-hmm. up, you know, five-star cuisine every night. Get a grip, boy. She's not a gourmand. She's not... This isn't Food Wars. This isn't Food Wars. Shit together. No. Ridiculous. Yeah. What an arsehole. 
Um, yeah, so, so yeah, we have yeah. Arsehole McGee as our main character, and yeah. we get introduced to a few others because he finally, like, his bullshit catches up to him, and he eventually gets caught out. And yeah. we get introduced to uh, Tamori, and uh, I don't didn't get his name. Uh, Taka Go Fast Hurt Self Man Taka Joe or Tak I don't know how to pronounce it Taka Joe Yeah, that, that, that's what I got. Cool. Yeah. Let's, go for, let's go for that. Let's go with, with the power yeah. of Wikipedia. Yeah. I too <laughs> can easily figure out what this character's name is. I watched the. By, did you have to watch this in dub? I assume you Taka Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it in the sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sub. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I it, I couldn't find it in dub, and I didn't look very hard. I just went to Crunchyroll and watched <laughs> yeah. it in uh, yeah. dub. Just it's, the f- it's the first one I've watched in sub for a long, long time. Um, I was going to say it has been a while. It was. Yeah. I, I, ooh, okay. Right. Are we getting in? Oh. Let. I've got. I've got. I've got some talking points, and I don't really know how much I can contribute to this because I don't know the world as well as you do the the culture and things but the 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 sub didn't really land in a lot of cases it seemed very clunky and yeah a lot of the jokes what i think were supposed to be jokes didn't really land very well there was some repetition that just seemed yeah generally yeah, not very good there are the the show and this my main criticism of this show coming into it in, and revisiting it is that it feels like it doesn't know what it wants to be. Right. We have this this asshole protagonist who does a lot of scummy things, but tries to do it in in kind of haha funny way. Mm. And then there are lots of other kind of visual gags and bits that pop up, but then it turns around and there's like this really dark subplot about human experimentation and somebody whose mind has been completely broken. Yeah. And then there's like another subplot where it's a girl has died and she's possessing somebody else. She's possessing her sister, yeah. And then there's like this humorous showdown at the docks, but then there's like this romance confession scene and it just, it feels like there's a lot going on and the show can't, it's like it's, it's a jack of all trades, but it doesn't manage to master any one thing. It's like there's a bit of comedy, mm. but it doesn't land all the time. There's a bit of drama, but it's kind of oversold and comes in at a really weird moment. There's lots of exposition setting up this power system, but we don't really see much more or get that explained very well. Yeah. There's romance elements to it, but they kind of get shuffled off to the side very quickly. Yeah. Like... No, I, th- I think that's a really, really noteworthy point. I think there are lots of elements of this I liked, but you're right. I didn't enjoy... Th- th- this is prime comedy. Like, powers that mm. don't really work is a really cool concept where you've got these yeah. awesome superpowers. It's like, oh my God, I'm a superhero. Ah, oh, but it's a shit power and I have to do this. It's it's mm. It's just set up perfectly for comedy skits and you know trying to be do something a bit different and contrast that with some serious moments and some deeper plot lines is great but mm. you, the two examples you've given there of the um the the brother who's lost all his uh, who, who's been experimented on and lost his mind basically and mm-hmm. the love interest of the dead girl that the confession at the end of that third episode that comes so quickly just it, out of nowhere yeah and i didn't have, they seemed shoehorned in there like you said like they come at random mm. times and that the 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 arguably the brother scene is the most rele- relevant to the plot um and but that 
I would probably arguably be better placed further down the line when you learn a bit more about these characters, the, what they're going through at the school and stuff. Um, yeah. And the, cause it, the it's dead episode sister two one. that the brother plot yeah. comes in, right? And it's like, and it's preambled by Tomari brings you onto the bus. So Tomari is the, is our main female protagonist and she can turn invisible for, to one person at a time. And she takes <laughs> you what a great like that, power. which is great. Yeah. <laughs> and she takes you on this bus and she proceeds to then expouse her horrible life story just out of nowhere yeah like th- like her whole thing is that she doesn't trust anyone and then she goes and exposits like this and trusts this guy with his with her whole personal life um for some reason yeah it's it's weird but like you said the, the powers thing sets up really nicely for some skits and i tell you the one thing that consistently got me giggling yeah was whenever the speed boy uh takojo whenever he did anything it pisses like, me off that they call it teleportation though it's like it's teleportation yeah, think, and like we see him sprinting in every situation <laughs> no it's super I th- speed. yeah i think that's like the joke isn't it right, it's like okay. he picks a point and then he's just like hurled towards it yeah and he yeah. like he even he he's trying to really ha- hammer it home he's like it's teleportation you know <laughs> it's teleportation you know yeah and he has to open preemptively open the door before he uses his power <laughs> it's, like, it's not teleportation dude if you have to open doors on your way yeah. dude the the bit where he's grabbing the sandwich the cafeteria scene is, is oh my god it is the funniest thing i like and i'll give i'll give the show this that absolutely got me and it landed every time he does something yeah i think that's when you see the show at what it is trying to do the best. It's it is good. A skit using the power, and it's re- honestly the production values on that bit where he launches and you get like the stretching camera lens, and then he's in the air and it's slow mo, and there's this big spinning camera shot as he grabs <laughs> the, and then all the chairs fly into the air. Everyone dude. goes flying. He causes. He's almost as bad as you. He he just he's so destructive in his actions yeah it just goes from zero to a hundred all for a sandwich and it's like and dude these guys have sprawled across the floor in your carnage in your trail of destruction and he's just bleeding yeah and got the little the little spout of blood coming of out of blood. his <laughs> and the the cherry on top for me that just like and this is the good the best comedic writing the show manages to nail is the fact that the cashier sighs as <laughs> and like th- like this has happened before yeah this is a regular recurrence and she's like not even surprised or, or whatever she's just like oh again <laughs> yeah yeah no his his power is pretty special and it's Looking back, I appreciate it more than when I first watched it because I was, I didn't really know what this show was trying to be. I was quite critical at the beginning. I was thinking, this isn't teleportation. Are they, are they stupid? Do they not understand? And then as it went on and it became the bit that it, that it, you know, goes out to be, it, um, obviously grew a lot in, in my expectations. Yeah. It's good. Mm. What do we think to, um, the Invisigirl then? In, invisible girl's power. That's, that's pretty fun. Like the, the hijinks that they can have with, not with oh to invisibility is one of the all-time great powers of any yeah. comic book franchise it's like they can go invisible but only to one person that they choose to that mm. is just so such a cool little quirk yeah and they kind of sow the seeds that this nobody really wants to be friends with her or get too close uh, to her because of something that's happened with that power so for everybody else it looked like she was just 
seemingly being violent. But to the one person, he, they were just getting beaten up out of nowhere. I don't know. I think she, uh, she annoys me quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that she is so quick to violence. Fair. Fair. Like a lot of the time, I, she I, is I, just I, going out of her way to kick and punch people. Again, there was there was a bit um there was a bit in the third episode where her character just again it's it goes to them not really understanding or not really knowing what they want to be because she does mm. there's this whole scene where they meet uh, uh, by the way a really confusing scene which i absolutely hate when they first meet the pop star um, oh, that sensation I, i'm glad that you felt the same way because there was something off about that scene it was so off it was just, the, the, there was something weird right where is where are my notes on that scene i can't I, it doesn't matter i'll, I'll go I'll, oh uh, yeah the whole arc is very confusing in general the conversation between is it nao the, the, the idol nao 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 uh yes uh misa i think they find no me yeah me, misa's lisa Mis no there was definitely a misa involved yeah, Misa was the dead girl. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, the, the whole conversation is very over overcomplicated and it doesn't land for what it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be a bit of confusion, like, oh, there's so much going on here. But it just, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's partly because it's sub and we have to read it and then try and watch for reactions of the characters at the same time. I don't know, maybe that made it a bit mm. overcomplicated, but it was just so back and forth. So they went over things. They seemed to repeat themselves and go backwards and forwards between different things. And then there's a bit where she, she calls, she, she switches. She's really accommodating of the whole thing. She's very like, right now mm. we're going to get through this. We're going to talk through it. We're going to solve this. And then she randomly turns to the dude and calls him a bastard for like interrupting. Yeah. And like, she's been nice to this guy this whole time. And it's so out of the blue. I was just like, and, and, <sighs> His whole thing as well, the, um, the speedster, during that scene, he's just being, he is just being really annoying. He He's fawning over this idol. No, but she calls, then... she calls the, the friend a bastard, the one with the love interest. He like says something and she just goes, shut up, you bastard, or something like that. I can't remember exact, the exact words. And I was mm. like, where did that come from? You've been nothing but accommodating to these guys up until this point. But yeah, the speedster dude. Yeah, I don't know whether that, that, I guess that was just supposed to be for comedic effect as well, wasn't it? Just, yeah. let's make I, this guy. I don't know. I, I think it was, it was the talking about the meaning of her name. That's, that's something else. Yeah. That scene. They're talking about how her last name would be better suited for something uh, for being an idol. And that it just, it seemed, yeah, again, it felt like it was just going round and round in circles. And I think that's a quirk of this writer. Because mm. he's done a lot of stuff before, and he's very used to writing, I think, visual novels, um, which have a, a lot higher word count, right? Rather, and so he can have these bizarre conversations. But when it's condensed down into anime form, and you've only got a sort of short amount of time to get through it, you can't have the deep "what does your name mean" conversation. <laughs> have it be engaging and move the plot forward all at the same time, because you just don't have the time to do it. Yeah, and even even the characterization of the dead sister i thought was a bit just suited to fit the plot she thought it was really angry really volatile portrayed yeah. as this runaway sort of outlaw she, character and super like stereotypical delinquent yeah but then then goes along with everything fairly quickly comes around to their yeah. side of things yeah what was her power's actual thing right it, she could set things on fire but she could set things on fire and the sister could possess her dead sister that no, could be possessed. 
So she she but had the power to communicate with the dead. Yeah, yeah, but there was something weird with the fire, right? Or was it literally just she could set stuff on fire? Did she, did she have a drawback? I I don't know whether she had a drawback because she could even turn it off. Um, and like it was real fire because they got it fire toasted the marshmallows. It toasted the marshmallows, and they got fireproof suits for the final scene. Which again, mm. like they didn't put anything oh. on their heads. <laughs> and <laughs> how did they manage to sneak into this guy's personal guard? Well, yeah, we see we, there's an off-screen shot where they knock two guards out. So th- th- there's there's a scene before that in the build-up ah. where they go behind and ninja-style chokehold these guys to sleep. It's like, where oh. did they learn these skills from? This guy's just a dude yeah. that possesses people. He could have quite easily have possessed them and knocked. Like there's, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And I didn't feel see the need as well for the, for that that final it, like almost like mafia exchange scene i didn't see the need to have this big plan where no. she sets her friends on fire and then the speedster takes out one guy and then uh you stabs the dude in the leg <laughs> it's a very like, convoluted way to get them all to work together and to show hey look we're a good team um, we're a team now when the girl could have just set everybody on fire and called yeah, it a day <laughs> could have set herself on fire and just walked up to the dude he would have been terrified <laughs> Like there's no, yeah, it was it was a bit um, over the top, um, but yeah, I guess a quirky way to show everyone what these yeah. guys can do, I guess. But the, the, it, 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 I, I like the fact that the invisible girl started beating him up. That was funny because I was like, oh yeah, she can oh, yeah. only be invisible to one dude, so we're just going to beat up this one dude, and he won't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> they take the other two out of the picture, and then yeah, yeah and she does it. But yeah, where did she learn how to like? fight well i guess it's easy when the when your opponent can't see you i suppose it doesn't yeah. need to be particularly speaking hard of, speaking of which in the fighting um in the preamble of uh episode three when they're trying to find the idol uh, at the beginning mm. and they chase the uh a guy <laughs> that's like spying on her and she just gets smashed in the face <laughs> i was like whoa right again the tonal shift of like them having this goofy idol hunting adventure to her just getting actually uh, yeah bodied it, that's quite a good scene and, and and if we if we're going to talk about one of the positives the animation in this is pretty damn good oh, yeah. like the 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 frame rate and everything they they focus the, i've i noticed they focused a lot on facial expression and like giving mm. changes in the expression and stuff that was qu- quite cool and that scene is a perfect example you see here you really get a sense of his panic that dude is shitting himself yeah. And he, he whacks her around the face and uh, runs off down the alley. And yeah, there's that whole interaction down down there. Yeah. See, that, that was a much better showcase of them as a team, I felt, because it was the... Uh, <laughs> it went terribly. It, there was no, absolutely was like... no need for him to possess that dude. Because then the teleportation dude speedster, what, speedster like... runs into him and he feels <laughs> the pain. like half his ribs. He feels the pain. But it's that's like, why yeah. we brought you. Yeah. But, but yeah, I like that he turned him around and like fully opened him up. Like that dude has got some ribs gone. Yeah. And th- yeah, these high school kids are now threatening to like leave this guy to bleed out and die. Yeah. Like, they've already called the ambulance, but yeah, harsh. And yeah, they've got a well-oiled machine going there where, you know, they're just going to let her do the talking. She's clearly the ringleader of this whole organization. This secret organization where they've apparently been entrusted to hunting down all these other superpowered <laughs> teenagers, but not a single adult 
has stepped in at any point to say yes yeah. this is why you're doing this it's like um is it kakagumi with... oh yeah where are the where are the adults kakaguri <laughs> kakaguri yeah kakagumi whatever yeah we, we don't we, we know in Kaka, kakaguri where the money comes from but where's the money coming from here um there, there, yeah. there's clearly really well-funded organization that can avoid capture like they've said the most secure place is our yeah our flats or whatever that are near the school like why why is this so safe why are you it's so yeah. much safer than whatever else and like the brothers in a in a hospital like yeah it's off the beaten path but if you're dealing with shady organizations that are willing to do human experimentation how has none of these kids been found yet yeah i mean i think the i think the hospital situation is the fact that he's grown up now so he's lost his powers anyway so they're just not they're not bothered he's sort of they've they've got what they wanted from him and then he's just been but couldn't they just like stake out the hospital and then catch tamori when she comes to visit look i'm i'm trying to like i'm I'm picking (laughs) a lot of holes in this but it just there were some inconsistencies i feel that was that took me out of the experience a fair bit yeah another another really good moment is the guy is there all the way through the first couple of episodes i'm like how are they finding these people how do they know where these (laughs) mutants are where are these superheroes hiding and how (laughs) what they must have a tracker or something and lo and behold they have this dude (laughs) and the first time he comes onto shot he's soaking wet and he drops a little a little drop of water onto a map (laughs) to help locate people and you sort of like right okay he's this weird dude and they don't even explain it that time. They wait until the second time he turns up, which is brilliant. And it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's soaking wet. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he, can, he can track anybody, but he has to be soaking <laughs> wet and fully clothed to, to do it. Turns up, dripping wet, drops onto the mat, fails to elaborate. Leaves. <laughs> yeah. What a chad. What an absolute chad. But do you think part of him's just so fed up? Like, he's just so done with this. Like, oh, yeah oh right walking in again soaking wet like how did he find that out how do you figure out that power (laughs) he just fully someone pushes him into a lake and it's like oh shit now i know where all these mutants are i can i can do something with this yeah because it's not like they kind of instinctually understand their powers it seems like Mm. we find out that use power his activates at the beginning by thinking if he was somebody else, I think right. that's the trigger he says. Okay. And then he possesses that old lady. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know. I think it's, it's very interesting. Some of the lengths that these powers go to, um, like mm. the, um, the photography guy, like where, yes. Where are those photos printing from? <laughs> I'm very curious. Is that- <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's every. I hid these photos in the one place that they would never find them. My ass. There's, there's every possibility that he's got uh, some sort of printing device under his under his cloak, but it doesn't seem seem like it. I feel like to figure this out, those photos that those photos are coming out of him, aren't they? Otherwise, yeah. he might as well just have a camera. <laughs> oh no, because he can t- he can see through people's clothes. So th- there is Which a power there. Is a really weird like the fact that he was willing to shoot right he literally fired an arrow at this girl's head admittedly it was like an accident he he was scared by the other guys turning up bollocks he is like he he's the leader of the he's the leader of the archery he he has more control this is an accidental like oh no it slipped sorry manslaughter yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a complete accident. She jumped out in front of me. That no, bollocks. She was going to expose my perverted camera stuff. Yeah. And then another brilliant bit. I feel like every time Speedy McSpeedster does something, apart from during the idol scene, it, it's gold. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. The, he, the fact that he nearly misses the arrow and then just about manages to throw it the other way. Yeah. Or like catch it. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that is good. Don Jerus. And, and, and again, another good example of them all using their powers. Um, because she mm-hmm. can't stop the arrow. She can turn invisible, but that's not going to stop the arrow. So Speedy McSpeedster has to jump in there and save the day. Um, and then he, he, again, he has the photo of her and you possesses him to give the photo away so that he hasn't yeah. got the photo anymore. And it's a good little improvisation yeah. how to get out of this situation. It was um, definitely done much better than the Mafia shakedown. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, what do you want to talk O-P-E-D? about next? OPED. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's talk about this. Um, what did you okay. think? What did right. what did you think to the OP? Um, visually, very very busy. Uh, yes. Very well put together. It is beautiful to mm. look at. There's lots of really cool metaphoric shots, yes. and, like symbolism, and characters just kind of standing around and looking at something quite far away. Yeah, um, <laughs> lots of lots of hair, to the, hair moving, lots of in hair the flapping yeah. in the breeze. Yeah. yeah, so like it's it's really well produced and really well animated. Um, a shout out to the really gorgeous scene of there's a girl standing uh, on like a big open plane of water, which is reflecting the sky and the city in the background. I thought that just looked really really good. Um, the song, though, I do. I was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, yes, I've, I've literally written the song was good. It was fairly powerful. It, it got going, but like it, I felt like it could have done a little more. It needed something else. It needed mm. something towards the end, or well, it, well, there was, it wasn't really like a hook. Yeah, to it, was it? It just kind of felt like it was just going and going and going and going, and like I felt like it was all the verses leading up to a chorus, but there was no yeah chorus um, there. I do want. Yeah, I, 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 I did write that and I do agree, but maybe we're being a little bit harsh. Generally, I think, because because we're looking at it very critically anyway, I think generally it was a good song. I think it was it was a fair, it was fairly it was, good. It was a good but song. It, it could have just and done I think with the visuals. Else. Yeah, the visuals carry the OP. Yeah. And, and they are stunning. I think this is one of the most well animated OPs that we've seen. Um, yeah, if- th- there's there's ripples in the water. There's time lapses and stuff that go through. There's an MP3 yeah. player they focus on in the ED and the OP, which uh, mm. for some reason that's a thing. I don't know whether that becomes more of a thing. Um, but yeah, they- yeah, yeah, it's good, maybe. And then ED one, right? Yeah. So yeah. okay, right. My thought process here. I wrote like two notes for the ED originally because I was like bollocks. The the song is so meh. It's a generic soundtrack, and it's panning stills of the hot girl from the show. Great. Okay. Oh, I I preferred the uh, I think I preferred the first ED song uh, to the OP because I felt like it had a bit more to it. You preferred the what? The first the 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 first ED. Yeah. I think I preferred to the OP. Oh wow! I think it had a bit more going on, and the images were very pretty. Like you say, it's it's Tori, uh, Tomori, um, just kind of lazing around in the town um I, I again the shot of her looking out over the illuminated city with all the meteors falling into the ocean behind her mm. absolutely gorgeous shame that it's not moving <laughs> yeah shame that it's not animated um mm. all right fair 
Um, and then you said, what was your theory once the second ED kicked in? Right. So w- once the second ED, that massively bumped up my impression of the first ED because I was really disappointed that, like you say, it wasn't animated and it was just the hot girl from the show. And then mm-hmm. they went into the dead girl for the second ED, which yep. showed her sort of life beforehand. And it was a bit more poignant and a bit more meaningful. Mm. And the fact that they'd gone to the effort to choose, and I don't know, because we only see those two. We don't see the ne- I don't know what happens in the future episodes, but if they continue that trend, I think that's a really nice way to keep it simple, but also put a lot of effort in. Yeah. Well, the drawings all were very high quality. And yeah, they were. looked very, very nice. There was a kind of niggling just, feeling in the back of my yeah, go on. brain, which was kind of like, it feels like they're trying to add a layer of development for this character that we met for one episode. Right. Um, yeah. And they're making, letting the ED do a bit of non, um, but at least, at least it gives you, storytelling. at least it gives you something else. Like if they'd have done that same yeah. ED again, it would have been like yeah, a would, zero out it of 10. It'd been, it'd been yeah, completely rated across the coals. Yeah. Yeah. So I think having that something extra showing, showing, Look, it doesn't have to be everyone's cup of tea, um, mm. but you, at least you can um, adm- admire the effort that's gone into con- oh, yeah. conceptually yeah. And- using a different character from each episode to sort of portray in these EDs. I think that's nice. Yeah, and find out a bit more about their life and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I think you're right when you say effort for it, because to produce that many detailed and high quality drawings and also to commission a completely different song as well right so that's now three pieces of um music especially for this show shows that there is a, a layer of um thought there and i i would imagine that the songs themselves might be a bit more thematic and maybe the lyrics mean something All specific right. to each character potentially i, I didn't uh, seek out them but potentially, potentially. yeah yeah cool potentially. um so yeah, I, th- I think, are we about ready to move into the questions? I'm trying to think, have you got any odds and ends that you want to bring up? Um, they've, they've got a, quite an obsession with beef tongue, don't they? Beef tongue? Is that the, yeah, what's, it was the curry yeah. and the bento that she eats on the train, yeah. which is, by the way, is a, a huge faux pas in Japanese society. How yeah, dare you I, I could tell. Eat your smelly food. Yeah. How dare you? Also, I've tried, have you tried beef tongue? I don't know, probably. I try a lot of things. I try everything once, yeah. Sam, that's what I always say. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like beef tongue's okay. Yeah, I've I had it when I moved out here. It's quite popular, especially when you go to like an izakaya or you go to a barbecue place. Um, they usually give you beef tongue before you order the main sets of of meat, like an appetizer. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty bouge. much just beefy. But I, there's that mental hurdle of the fact that you're eating a, a like a sliver of tongue oh, that I can never. Yeah, qu- whatever. I That's can't fine. Quite get over. Ah. Oh. That's nice. Um, odds and ends. <laughs> right. I've, I've got a little niggle that I don't particularly like here. Um, mm-hmm. It's the very first few scenes of the girls fawning over our protagonist again. And this idea that, you know, the girl, the girl that comes up and expresses her. Yeah. Confesses her love. Not necessarily love, but like, oh, please date me. Groveling really wants him to be. It's that submissiveness of the character mm. that um is often portrayed in anime and it just again i was like oh, again and then even later on the girl that he actually likes um when he saves her life she falls over him again it's like oh will you do this i want mm. i want to go on a date with you it's not as bad as the first one but again i was a bit like Ugh. 
Ugh, gross. Yeah. And, the, and especially an extra layer of grossness in that he's man, he's pulled all the strings and yes. manipulated her. So it feels even more kind of grimy. Um, I did want to say, the like, with the confession, mm. that's, like, quite a traditional thing that happens at Japanese high schools and is portrayed a lot in anime, is that the girl will approach the guy, maybe with a letter or with, uh, or, or like this girl did, which is she confessed her feelings to uh right to him and it's like this stalwart feature of high school anime especially romance anime it's usually like the big culmination where they finally are honest with each other right um, okay i mean that's but fine but you, do, it is you, you can do it in a quite annoying you can do it in a better way than that as well because yeah it isn't. I, I will go on I, I will say the girl that he does like the, yeah. the madonna of the school yeah does redeem yes that, i think later when she just when she dumps him <laughs> no bullshit just dumps him just yeah. cuts him out she's like i'm not following you like some sort of stalker yeah yeah I, th- I, I think I, yeah again redeemed there absolutely for her character it's just it's, it just disappoints me that this is a thing like and i get what you're saying you know it's, mm. it's, it's a tradition it's sort of a thing in real life it's it's you know in high schools across japan blah 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 but um to portray that so stereotypically in a, in a show that is probably aiming at this sort of age group as well um don't yeah. know it's just a bit okay and especially when you're like subverting a lot of other things like go go for that one as well yeah, yeah subvert other shit um yeah anything else um nope cool let's move into the questions oh oh damn it okay yeah uh yeah no the only other thing i wanted to say was that the uh the art direction in general is really quite nice um especially the lighting I noticed that when it's uh, coming up to um, the, like that golden hour, twilights, um, and when, especially that scene when the speedster grabs you right at the beginning and they skim across the lake, like the way that the sun oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, illuminates the characters in the water, I mm-hmm. thought was done really well. Um, yeah. Again, it's a very good looking show. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's move into the questions. Dum-ba-dum-dum. We don't have a transition for this. Dum-ba-dum-dum-ba-dum. <laughs> concept gets a big tick doesn't it i think it does get a big tick because it's it's really interesting yeah it's a cool concept um the the powers with drawbacks idea and the idea that they've got to find others like them or something some unspeakable and terrible thing will happen to them it's kind of x-many kind of gives oh it's very x-many very x-many yeah you just need um, Xavier there to find, you know, he, he, they've transferred Xavier into this wet soaking goth that can find any, <laughs> any power. That's his cerebro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think well, a bit of a wobble is the execution. It, it works. And again, it's executed in the most pretty way possible, but uh, what's it trying to be? What's it trying to be? Will? What, what what is the show aiming for? Is it trying to be a comedy? Is it trying to be a? It's trying to be a comedy. It's show? trying to be a comedy, but it maybe maybe they just they they see themselves as see comedy in general. You know, it doesn't win the Oscars. It doesn't win the awards. Maybe it's that mm. sort of what's what's the word? Not faux pas, but like that. Comedy is never really sitting on the same level as other. It's kind of snubbed, right? Yeah, it's snubbed. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking of. And then. So maybe they're just trying to get some more class into their show with (laughs) 
putting these deep and meaningful storylines in. And maybe they should have just lent into the fact that this could be an an absolutely phenomenal comedy that really entices Mm. an audience. And I think it has that potential and it could have been done so well, but there was just too much clunkiness. There were whole story arcs that I didn't really appreciate, didn't need. Mm. And that off feeling. I think a lot of it comes down to the writer. Like this is almost like a blank check show for him. He was able to kind of produce it and write for it in the way that he wanted to do it. There was no like, it seems like there was no kind of executive fiddling with yeah. the story. Do you know what really, really annoys me? I think a lot of the comedy is actually the the good comedy I don't appreciate because I'm put on guard. Like the the mm. deep and meaningful stuff makes me think, right, I've got to be prepared. I've got to get into this and invest in this storyline and figure out what's going on here. So some of the comedy moments just slip me by because I'm not in that right mindset. Mm. I'm not in, uh, and, and I just miss them. So I think there's a lot, I think they've actually hurt themselves even more, hurt the comedy side yeah. of it from doing this. Because you, you don't know whether the comedy should be, something that you're focusing on you don't know whether that should be the 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 main draw or whether you should be more concerned about the shady organizations and the right. backdoor deals and stuff that's going on and, and so to 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 compound that with the language barriers and the subtitles and the mm. sort of cultural differences that's really hard for a noob to navigate because we don't have that insight into the anime world and we don't know some of the tropes and we don't might a lot of these aren't are going to struggle to land anyway so you're sort of yeah. making a rod for your own back a little bit yeah no i agree and i think that kind of comes into those those turnoffs that that is yeah the probably the biggest turnoff of the show is that you have tonal whiplash like jumping between whether you're supposed to be concerned for a character's well-being and safety like one character can get punched in the face and goes down from the count whereas another character can get hurled into a wall at super speeds <laughs> and just yeah. bleed and be fine like I, I can't gauge the threat level yeah for a lot of this yeah as well as the the tone that i'm supposed to be feeling from it yeah i think and then yeah so oh. i think it, it reminds me a bit of a uh, record of ragnarok was that our last episode that we did last week yeah that was the yeah. last one we did yeah, yeah. so we, what we said about that show was that this concept is so cool and there's so much potential with these historical figures and everything but again the execution they, they've just gone about it in a really weird and unnecessary way um mm. and I, I think it's a similar sort of thing here the concept has so much potential but they've just just missed the mark um so at th- least with this it's not a slideshow at least they actually yeah the true true the animation yeah <laughs> but then and again there's so there was so much good with rag with ragnarok with the the colors and the vibrancy of the character designs and stuff like that they were really impressive and bold and crisp but again yeah mm. and, right so yeah basically from me i don't think this does enough to get in i think to show a noob this there's too many they'd have too many questions too much that they miss so yeah i don't for me it's not going in what about you yeah i agree i think it, it, it's too too much too much pulls you out of it that i think if you're a complete noob coming into this to watch it you would just be like what was I supposed to laugh at that? Is this supposed to be funny or, yeah. or was it supposed to be serious? And then that's going to confuse them anyway. Yeah. And yeah. Fair. No, doesn't get him. Damn it. It's, it's, a, it, it's an interesting concept and I really had high hopes, but it just didn't really mm. do enough. I like, and I do kind of want to 
revisit it and yeah it's a short see, it's a short series it. so it's a sh- yes it's only what 30? hey will no 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 what no 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 I'm not talking about the length of the show hey we've already kicked it I'm out of the universe no we can we can talk about <laughs> now it. we can talk we about just it. can't <laughs> use it as an yeah. argument for it getting into the universe it's valid okay yeah <laughs> uh yes yeah, so no you're not in goodbye yeah get out of here charlotte you, you're very pretty but did you did you figure out why it's called charlotte <laughs> i yes uh and i definitely didn't google it good good um, why is it called charlotte it was called charlotte uh the title charlotte came from the song charlotte charlotte by the japanese band art school uh, why because fuck you that's why <laughs> on to the next segment <laughs> okay guys uh we're gonna leave it there for this episode if you're sticking around for slice of life uh we'd love to have you we're just gonna chat about what we've been up to this week um it's a self-indulgent what we've been watching, segment what we've been of the show that kind um, of stuff yeah uh obviously hit us up on instagram uh twitter wh- wherever else you want to contact us just search us gateway to the anniversary or gateway tta on uh twitter I am really, I really do want, after our feedback from Edward, I do want to get back on the Facebook wagon. I just, I don't, Try and push the Facebook I don't really well, yeah. know what to do with it at the minute. I don't really know how to use it in the same way that I do. I think it's just my expertise in that. So I'll, I'll, I'll look into that and maybe contact us on Facebook as well. We can also email yes. us at gateway to the anniverse at gmail.com. So, uh, send us your questions, send us your suggestions and yeah, get in contact. Some funny stories. All right, guys, we'll see you in Slice of Life. And if not, then we'll see you in the universe. See ya. Welcome to episode three of Shit You Didn't Know and Now You Do. Did you know in Nevada, there's a kangaroo mouse, which doesn't need to drink any water because it gets all the water it needs from nuts and insects. Like nuts. It gets water from nuts. That's nuts. Oh, my God, Sam. What have you been doing this week? I've got a lot to talk about, but... Oh, yeah. exciting. You want me to go first? Thank you very much. Um, I have fallen back into my, my old addiction that is Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, nice. um, I've been smashing out so much of the uh, the end game content for it, getting ready for Endwalker, which comes uh, towards the end of the year. Um, it's been really nice. It's been nice to go back to it after I took a bit about a month or so of not playing it um so yeah that's been really really fun uh, i've been reading uh oh yeah oh yeah so this week um in shonen jump they released a one shot by right. the author of chainsaw man and it's called look back and normally uh if an author does a one shot it's only usually about maybe 60 pages okay. or so to kind of and it's a one-time thing it's a story that maybe they've wanted to tell for a while yeah testing the, the waters for a new series maybe uh, but this look back um, one shot dropped with 140 pages. Wow. And honestly, I've not stopped thinking about it really? since. It's it's wonderful. It's, it's a beautiful story about these aspiring, these young girls uh, who are aspiring manga artists and the um, trials and tribulations they go through. Is it like, is it like a Carol, Carol and Tuesday, but uh, with manga? <laughs> But with manga and it, like it follows them all the way up until they're adults. And there's this kind of, and because it's the author of Chainsaw Man, like he, he doesn't hold back his punches and it, it has some really quite powerful moments in it. And um, yeah, it was, it was just really wonderful. So I'd recommend anybody go and check it out. If you've got like about an hour to kill, 
cool. read it. It will it'll stick with you, man. It's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, no, that's cool. Well, um, what's it called? Just for anyone. Uh, it's called Look Back. Look so back. if you download the Shonen Jump app on your phone. Um, I've got not it. Only, I've got it. Are you, you've got it? Yeah. Well, for, for our audience, if you download the Shonen Jump app, <laughs> please sponsor us. Uh, then <laughs> you too can get the most recent th- three chapters of all the hottest manga in the world as and as well have access to uh, this phenomenal one shot cool um but yeah other than that not a great deal just keeping up with the seasonal anime um i oh i did go to a hobby store um, i finally got out into town and got to go to a model shop right and i picked up this uh classic Gundam? uh pat labor no it was uh, not a gundam oh, a different robot okay a different um, another robot okay cool another robot yeah so i there were gundam everywhere and i did consider picking one up but i've got <laughs> one that i wanted to build so i b- b- bought some new tools um that i can use to build these uh model kits and i picked up uh, i think i mentioned last week that i was i'd watched all of um mobile police force pat labor and um i, I got the lead robot from uh, that so i'm looking forward to building that uh, over my free time yeah over the next kind of couple of weeks brilliant yeah it's good and i got to go to an animate store and kind of just go completely geek out like seeing all the most recent manga volumes and like the anime discs and like secondhand figures and stuff i like i was holding myself back yeah from blowing all of my money i mean did, um, did you get anything i'm impressed that you managed to hold back to be honest uh, well, I got the model kit oh, and right, I got yeah. a new model kit tool. Uh, I also picked up a, a volume of uh, My Hero Academia okay, in cool. Japanese. Uh, so I'm going to maybe in try Japanese. and read that first volume and try to improve my reading comprehension cool. skills. Yeah, no, good. Yeah. Good. Ah, brilliant. Um, no, that sounds cool. How about you? Um, I watched season two of Beastars. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> Oh, how good is the OP for season two? Of it's stuff? brilliant, yeah. Like, like thumping. Yeah. It's weird. I, I always think it's strange how like things, when when something new comes out, you look back on things in, in a different light. Like the OP, the original OP was really impressive, really cool. Um, yeah. But like looking back, it just seems old now. It just, and and it's it's only, it's not, it's it's still a really good OP, but it's just, yeah, this, this one just seems so fresh. Um, yeah, really, really cool series. Really liked the plot really thought it was good i'm not sure i didn't like the ending of season two to be honest yeah is that common complaint i think among yeah most people okay is cool. that the uh the the season two ending kind of like because i think <laughs> to not to spoil yeah. it for people because we can probably come back and use yeah. this for content yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> mine our lives for content <laughs> but oh. yeah i was really really impressed with season two all the way through until maybe the last two-ish episodes just because yeah we'll, we'll talk about it in a uh in a revisited but yeah good season in all the fucking cat man's here he's got he's come to do the oh, door no. shit i'm gonna have to go um right let's okay. let's try and wrap this up um yeah exactly um but you know it was a good watch uh <laughs> i enjoy i enjoyed it and you know i'll, I'll, I'll definitely go back if it re- uh brings out another um series um I think that's all I'm really going to talk about this day. I've just got a knock at the door and I've got a visitor, so I've got to go, um, unfortunately. Get him on, yeah, Get him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Guest star. He's come to fit the cat flap. Um, okay, right, we'll leave it there, guys. Thank you all for listening and uh, we'll see Thanks, you guys. later. Bye.